Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, we're coming back to this subject of the Shemitah year that I started speaking about last time. And I mentioned that uh, there's an issue on my mind that I want to get into later that I'm not really sure that this year um, that everyone says is the Shemitah year really is. Um, where the 5782 is is the Shemitah year. Um, and I said I'd look into that small subject and I, kind of, I started reading this and reading that and it became a <laughs> like a rabbit hole um, of, of really getting into the complexities of how time is measured and what significance is given to, to time um, in, in the Jewish count from this perspective of, of Shemitah. Um, and I want to go into that a little bit. I want to kind of invite you into this journey, into looking at the complexities of how the Shemitah year is calculated. But more than that, I want, I kind of, if, if you're a numbers person, um, you'll enjoy this. If you're not a numbers person, then you should also enjoy it by just uh, kind of floating through all this chaos, right? And that noticing that chaos, because a calendar isn't meant to be chaotic. Uh, a calendar is meant to be the most regular thing uh, we have. That kind of gives order to everything else. And if there's questions about the calendar, that already um, shakes up our sense of security a little bit. So let me go into the details a bit, and then at the end we'll zoom out and try and figure out what, what the significance of the confusion is. Um, and if you're following along, either listen along, or you should have a link to the source sheet. Um, where I, I gathered all these texts. Uh, okay, so we have this idea of the Shemitah we spoke about last time. Every seventh year is a year of rest. We said in the land of Israel, that means the rest of the land doesn't get um, uh, worked during that year. And in and outside of the land of Israel, or not connected to land, um, there's a, there's a rest of uh, transactions, of, of owing money. Okay? Debt is cancelled every seven years. Um, and how do you count those years? And there's also there's the, the Shemitah cycle every seven years. And we have this other thing called Yovel, the Jubilee year, every 50 years. And every 50 years is kind of like a super Shemitah, uh, the all land ownership reverts back to its original ownership. Okay, so, um, and those two things are connected, the, the Shemitah and the Yovel. Um, I won't go into it too much, but already it's interesting to see that there's a discussion of what the connection between those two things are, um, is. There's two opinions. The rabbis say, that the 50th year, the Jubilee year, is its own thing, yeah, it's, its own year, and then you start the cycle of Shemitah again. 
And uh, there's another opinion of Rabbi Yehuda who says, no, the, the Jubilee year is the first year of the next cycle. Okay, can you imagine if you start counting the years? So year one, two, three, four, five, six are normal. Year seven is Shemitah. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 are normal, 14 is Shemitah, and so on, until you get to 47, 48, 49, okay, 49 is the Shemitah, um, and according to the, to the rabbis, um, the 50th year, Is, is its own thing. It's the it's the Shemitah year. Eh, sorry, it's a Yovel year. And the year after that, so 51, is uh, year number one of the next cycle. Okay? And for Rabbi Yehuda, that's not the case. For Rabbi Yehuda, uh, year 50... Sorry, I, I'm, I'm confusing it. Year 50 is already the first year of the next cycle. Okay, so year 49 would be Shemitah and Yovel. And 50th year is already the first year of the next cycle. I think, I think I've got that right. But what's important here is that there's an argument. Okay, so it's not like we don't have arguments about, about what day Tuesday is. There's a broad consensus of the days of the week. Going forward and back in time, we, we know when Tuesday is going to be, right? But here there's an argument over how to count these, these cycles, which already tells us that uh, it's not, they're not essential. There has to be some kind of decision made on how to count them um, as years. Does that make sense? Right? It, if there's if there's an argument, that already draws um, suspicion over the whole system. Okay, we'll see later. Most authorities follow the the rabbis, and they don't follow Rabbi Yehuda. But this is an argument um, that that casts suspicion over the the system going back into history. Okay, now. How do we count the years at all? How do we know what date it is, right? We, in the Hebrew calendar today, we say it's the year 5782. 5,782 years since creation. That's already a strange <laughs> way of, uh, of counting. What, what does that mean, right? Creation of, of time and space. Um, even if we take it like very, very literally. Yeah? Um, what, how do we count that beginning of time and put it in a system of years. I don't know. I don't know. But that's the way it's done. And it's, uh, it's not a very old system. It's, uh, I think it became more popular in the last thousand years to, to use this kind of calendar of uh, years since creation. And the way it's done is you look at the book of Genesis in the book of Genesis, there's lots of lists of generations, and you just count up the, the numbers and the ages of everyone. Okay, just assume like one after the other, um, 
and they're all full years and and you just count up all the ages and lots of people lived very long years um, then and we have a, a kind of summary that Rashi gives us Rashi says uh, go and count the years of the generations and you will find the following from Adam to Noah was 1056 years right that was 10 generations 1056 years and um, Adam's uh, sorry Noah started having children when he was 500 years old he had three children Shem Ham and Yefet and we assume he had one child per year Shem when he was 500 sorry um, well that's also a question right which one came first if you understand the verses to be that Yefet came first and then a year later Ham was born and then a year later Shem was born Okay, um, and uh, uh, the flood was when Shem was, uh, I think, 102 years old. You find that, uh, sorry, when Shem was 100 years old, the flood happened in the year 1656. If this is confusing, just ignore it. Okay, then you have to start counting all the generations after Noah and Shem, okay? And you start adding, uh, uh, Shem was 35 when he had the, his son Arpachshad, and Arpachshad was 30 when he had his son Shelach, and Shelach was 34 when he had his son Ever, and so on and so on and so on, until you get to Abraham, who was born in the year 1948, okay? From the creation of the world, 1,948 years. Um, what what's the significance of that i don't know right it's a kind of a funny coincidence of, of calendars the 1948 is significant in a different calendar um and uh what else then you start adding up all, all the other numbers right isaac was born when abraham was 100 and then if you do some very clever maths right um you you go from the birth of isaac to the giving of the torah was 400 years okay that includes all the time in egypt and so on um and that brings you to the year 2448 then you have to add a few more years i'm sorry if i'm boring you okay but uh you get from if you, if you look at all the verses and everything, everything kind of makes sense. Um, from leaving Egypt to the building of the temple was 480 years. That temple stood for 410 years. Then they went into exile for 70 years. And then the second temple stood for 420 years, which brings us to the year 3,828. Okay. And then we have a very important piece of information in the Talmud that says that year when the temple was destroyed, that was the year after the Shemitah year. That was year one in the cycle. Okay? So now we know everything. Now we have a date for the destruction of the temple and we have... Um, 
like some location in time. We know that year was the first year of the Shemitah cycle. And in theory, you just take off one year. Okay, so if the temple was destroyed in 3,828, and that was the year after the Shemitah year, then the year 3,827 was a Shemitah year. And then you add 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, 7, and so on. Uh, and that will give you all the Shemitahs of all time. Okay, what's the problem? Is if you do that, you get to the year 5,780, which was two years ago. Okay, so all of that maths doesn't work. Or it doesn't fit with practice today. So something's off. Okay, so the, the math leads us to two missing years. We, get, we come to um, 5,780. Um, again, if you look at the source sheets, I'll give you all the sources. I'll also give you a link to other people who have done this work better than me. I'm more interested in the confusion, right? Because look at the confusion that continues. If you look at the halachic sources, it's crazy. Okay, the tool, the tool is like a big halachic work. And it says, he gives all the laws of the Shemitah year. And it says, by the way, the, the year of the Shemitah year, we're not sure. According to one opinion, it's the most recent was 5,088. And according to another opinion, according to Rashi, it was 5,089. Okay? And actually, there's different manuscripts of that text. And in some of them, it reads completely different. Okay? 5,087, according to Rashi. It's crazy. We have real confusion of when is the Shemitah year. Um... And we have uh, a testimony of, of Rav Yosef Karo, who's writing the 16th century in the land of Israel. And he says, yeah, these days there's a huge debate between the sages of the land of Israel and those of the kingdom of Egypt. And on this matter, uh, Rabbi Levi Ibn Habib wrote that the true Shemitah year is the one that the Rambam relied upon. Okay, And that guy... That rabbi, Levi ibn Habib, he's like the, he made sense of all this. He, he kind of brought all these opinions into, um, into accordance with each other. Right? He made harmony. But I, I, I'm not even bringing ibn Habib here because I don't want harmony. I want to feel this chaos behind or lurking within our system of Shemitah. Okay, um, so, so again, so Yosef Karo says that Ibn Habib says that Rambam was right. Okay, but what's strange about Rambam, uh, if you look at what Rambam writes about the Shemitah, he also he does his whole calculation um, like I just did. And he, uh, he says, okay, I've done this calculation, and it seems to me that the year I am in now, okay, the Rambam says the year I'm writing is, which is 4,936 since creation, this is a sabbatical year. This is a Shemitah year. It says I'm writing in a Shemitah year. It says according to the calculation I've done, this year is a Shemitah year. Great. Okay, that sounds very sure. 
But then, the sentence after that, the sentence after that is uh, all the geonim, all the rulers in Babylon and the people of the land of Israel have a tradition that um, they have a tradition that we calculate differently and this year that we're in isn't a Shemitah year actually according to the tradition it's the year after a Shemitah year so there's a one year discrepancy between the Rambam's own calculation and the one he says everyone relies upon and then he says and this is a, a great thing he says we follow the Geonim because Tradition and practice are great pillars in halacha, and it is appropriate to depend upon them. Okay, so he says, even though the true calculation is one thing, the tradition is another thing, and we follow the tradition and not what's correct. Okay, that's really, really interesting. And you see that all over the place. I don't want to go into all the sources, really look in the source sheet if you want. Um, you just, you see, hey, I'll bring one more from uh, the Rama from Rabbi Moshe Isulis, writing in Krakow, um, also in the 16th century. Okay. He says, first of all, he says, nobody I know f keeps the Shemitah. And he says, here in, in Poland, in the lands that we know, we just don't do it. Okay. He says, we should. Um, but we can't be angry with those who don't because maybe maybe they're right. And it says, by the way, according to the calculation, when the Shemitah is, um, we follow the opinion that the year 5320 and 5327 and 5334, these are all Shemitah years. Okay, so he has, and that works out the same as the, um, the Geonim, the tradition that Rambam um, follows but then he says um, he says Yehiratzon may it be God's will that the temple will be rebuilt soon and we will return to count the Shemitah correctly Ki Yavo Shiloh until the arrival of Shiloh right that's a kind of it's a phrase from uh, from the Torah it, Maybe it's very it's very unclear, but maybe it means uh, it's kind of hoping for a messianic time, right? Uh, but why does he say that here? Why does he say, yeah, we hope that in the future we'll count things correctly? Because until the arrival of Shiloh, if you look at the word Shiloh, that's an acronym for another date, 5335. Okay, so he, he seems to be saying the year 5334 is the Shemitah year. But when the temple is rebuilt, we'll know that the real year is 5335. Okay, there's a discrepancy of one year. Okay, now I'm not going to bring any more of these. Um, I did a spreadsheet. If you're really into this, I did a spreadsheet that shows all the different uh um, opinions on this matter and how they line up with each other 
and what's the real Shemitah year at the moment, according to each one of them. If this is really boring for you, just ignore that. Um, And let's try and think what to do with this. We have this idea um, we should rest every seven years, but we also have a reality when we don't know when the seventh year is. And that doubt is um, kind of, it's in the background all the time. Okay, so what do we do with that doubt? And one way I found that was maybe helpful for thinking about this is to go to a completely different realm of halacha, um, to go to the laws of Shabbat. Okay? And in the laws of Shabbat, we have... Uh, Uh, like a very specific law of what to do if you're out there in the desert or you're lost somewhere and your memory is lost or something just wake up one day you're in the desert and you don't know what day it is how do you keep Shabbat? and there's a whole argument of how to do it Um, they say Maybe you, you start, you just say, okay, today's Shabbat, and then you start c- counting six days after that, and then you say Shabbat, and so on. Um, or there's another opinion, which becomes the accepted one, that once you realize that you're lost in the desert, you count six, and then you keep the seventh day as Shabbat. But since every day might be Shabbat, right? Every day... Um, you, you're allowed to do a little bit of work and no more. Every day you're allowed to work just enough to survive that day. Okay, because it might not be Shabbat, so you work. And you don't work any more than that because it might be Shabbat. Okay, and even the seventh day, which you say, okay, today is Shabbat. You make Kiddush, you make Havdalah, you do all these uh, rituals around Shabbat. But you also work on that day. You can also work on that day. It's, it's the same as all the other days because maybe it's a weekday. Okay? So you have this very strange system in, in, in case of doubt where um, kind of a, a little bit of Shabbat is everywhere and a little bit of not Shabbat is also everywhere. And you make a decision, but you're not sure of your decision. And I'd like to suggest that something similar can be done with the Shemitah. This is where we are. We woke up in the desert at some point and we said, we don't know. We don't know how our calendar works. We don't know when the Shemitah year really is. What do we do about it? So we make a decision, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not challenging all those people who think this year is the Shemitah year. Good, we made a decision. But maybe we're wrong. So what do we do with that? We play the game but we play the game as a game so this year's Shemitah let's act like it let's uh, cancel all debts at the end of this year um, and look at my other episodes to uh, to see why that's important but what about next year and the year after maybe those are really the Shemitah year so what do we do so we've, we've made our decision. We say they're not, we're not uh, playing that they're the Shemitah year. But 
we should also have a sense that there's a little bit of Shemitah in every year as well. Meaning, we should be a little bit freer with money um, also every other year. We shouldn't be so uh, strict about who owes us money. And maybe do a little bit more of... Uh, cancelling debts whether like real actual money debts or what we think people owe us in terms of uh, gifts and so on and uh, uh, also in, in terms of land right in terms of the land we should like okay so we, we grow things uh, during the the six years that we we don't say are the Shemitah year but let's be a little bit kinder to the land during those years Right? Just enough, but no more. Not overuse the land. And I think uh, our, our world is telling us these days, slow down a little bit. Right? We need a bit more Shemitah. So, um, so that's it. I'm presenting you with a bit of confusion and chaos. And I want to, want to suggest that confusion and chaos are maybe a gift that we have. Um, write to me, talk to me if you have any questions about all of this. And otherwise, I wish everyone um, happy Shemitah year. <laughs>